what to do. Ooh, well said. And so <clears throat> when we, we talk about retiring CEOs, you said you've got a purpose to help them with their, their media. What does that look like? Well, what I want to do is help make them an industry icon. So by doing that, we, we, we will come and meet with them, start their own podcast, create content around them, start them with uh, their own Roku TV channel and write a book about them. We'll put them on other people's TV shows. We'll do a documentary about them to show why they do what they do, to basically make it so that people will notice who they are. I love it. <clears throat> We're on similar track paths, my friend. That's so mm -hmm. awesome. Cool. Um, you know, it, it's that it's that legacy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the shame is to leave this earth without sharing it with someone. So yeah. You know, it's I look I've looked for a long time at Jim Rohn. Um, you know, Darren Hardy is where I started the Success Magazine came on my radio. And I learned about Jim Rohn and John Maxwell and Zig Ziglar and and all these other people. And it's like I I would feel so deprived of opportunity in life. Mm -hmm. if I did not take the opportunity to to leave behind the types of materials they've left behind for the world. You know, like yeah. I would feel so incomplete. And I think a lot of CEOs don't really like haven't even realized yet that like they have that opportunity to do that. So that's that cool that you catch them at the at the end there. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I, I want to do is I want to like make them into it. And someone was telling me, they said, well, you make people famous. I said, well, fame is not a word a lot of people want to use, but mm. an industry icon is something they can wrap their heads around. Right. And I'm, I'm super, I'm really, really grateful to, um, and I appreciate we talked about the civility aspect of, of oh, media yeah. and like having, being responsible and ethical with it. Mm -hmm. Um, like, that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get this guy's vision. Um, on the yeah, show. So, um, Dr. That's Matthews, uh, for the visionaries who are out there, what are, what are three books res or resources you would recommend to them on their path to fulfill their visions? One book I read a long time ago, and I recommend doing it in the audio book is uh, The Leader Who Had No Title. And um, that that's one of my favorite ones because it, it talks about whatever your position in life, you can still lead from there. Um, by Robin Sharma. Um, another one is Boss Moves by Dr. Myron Golden. Myron is a genius in the business world and in wealth. And he teaches a lot of his stuff based on biblical principles. And he talks about how you can achieve success and how you can achieve wealth for yourself and just by you know following principles that he put in his book. And third one is my book, which is Why Didn't You Get It Done? And it talks about overcoming procrastination and taking action on things so that you can actually achieve things in life and stop putting them off. Those are, those are fantastic. Thank you. It's always fun when the resources too are ones that I haven't come across yet. Cause I'm like, oh, Whoa, right. brand new gold mine. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> yeah, visionaries, uh, you know, definitely check out those books. Uh, Dr. Matthews, we'll bring you right back on. We'll cut to the mm -hmm. intro real quick. Uh, and, and everybody, Get ready for a, a wild vision. This is going to be awesome today. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm so excited. I really am like, I, I am passionate 
uh, with fire coming out of every bean, every fiber of my bean right now, because we're going to be talking to Dr. Barrett Matthews about media. And as I said, this is going to be a wild ride because we're going to go against the grain for most of what you see in the media, um, which means even though I call it a wild ride, we're going to settle down on some principles of harmony, on some principles of balance. Comprehension analysis might come up, but the idea of really getting to the bottom of the truth or really the, the of what matters to talk about. So he's an expert on this. That's why he's a doctor. And our pre-conversation was just like, whoa, I... I'm going to be, I, whether he wants me in his life or not, I'm going to be knocking on his door for a very long time. Um, so before we bring Dr. Matthews on, we're going to talk about these sponsors that are opportunities that I recommend. And I'm going to give a shout out to somebody who's in the comments real quick too. Um, somebody that's not a sponsor, but that did host me on their show. And I think he made this comment on accident, but Austin, will millionaire, millionaires are made. We were just on his podcast the other day. We talked, he does these interviews about uh, intellectual and spiritual growth, et cetera. We were talking about reading habits and he did a great job of facilitating with us, um, you know, uh, reading habits that can help you become a more powerful learner. And it was a really fun show to be on. So that's a show worth checking out. In addition, Sean Lechuga launched the wellness shop 365. And with the wellness shop, what really caught me was this vision, was this wheel right here, this 365 harmony of life will assessment where they're asking us to evaluate what's my joy like? What's my career like? Um, I'm specifically picking the things that are not common to hear from a naturopath, but home environment, am I volunteering? Uh, when, when we're working with people who care about our well-being, our, our well-rounded nature, good things happen. Um, so Sean, yes, he does help with uh, physical fitness and diets and all that. But the way, the way he runs his family, him and Julianne, uh, the way they show up as individuals who are serving, um, I have been blown away by who they are as human beings. He's become a very good friend of mine. He actually works with me on First Class Business now. Um, and if you have the chance and opportunity to get to know them and explore what they're up to, if you're in a position where you, you want to optimize your health, then this is somebody that I would highly recommend interviewing or, or talking to. You can see their vision as well on the episodes. Moving into the Law Spot with Melissa Gray. She's also somebody I hosted on the show. I was nervous to host her because most lawyers that I've met um, can be fairly intimidating and pretentious. Um, the opposite is true of Melissa. She's a nurturer by nature, yet she also realizes how to be a powerful lawyer. And the law doesn't have to be complicated. She helps business owners with their legal matters. And she came on, did an awesome job on the show as well. She's become a client of ours too. And working with her, we're, we're actually working right now on bringing her in as our, I call it the CELO. Um, I don't need JLO, I need my CELO, my chief legal officer. And what that does is that provides a new level of stability and it puts me in a better position to be a wise steward of this venture as I continue to build uh, a strong foundation for what we're up to. Uh, she's really come into the world to help bridge the gap between the free services that a lot of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs utilize on LegalZoom or Crocodoc, things of that nature, and the opposite side of the spectrum where you've got really high expensive retainers and the lawyers don't perhaps even take interest in what you're doing. Maybe they don't have the time because of how scaled out they are. So I love what she's building for the ability to, um, <clears throat> to help entrepreneurs step into uh, preparing themselves for legal matters that are bound to come up as you scale your entity. Um, if you're hiding from that, just know, uh, you know, they're, they're, you're susceptible just like anybody to all sorts of realities, trademarks, IP, et cetera. And having somebody who can guide you through that without breaking the bank and with, while helping you understand your options. Um, again, 
consider interviewing her in your interview of, of all the opportunities that you have out there. Lastly, the water project. Um, the water project is something I refuse hmm, not to talk about, double negative. I'm always going to talk about because I don't have any trouble getting access to clean drinking water. And I never want to forget there's millions of people in this world who do not have that luxury. Um, these children go out of school or parents go away from their work responsibilities to go get water for their families. They're often walking three to five miles in order to get the water. And they don't even know if it's safe to drink for their family. Um, I can't imagine the impact that would have on my ability to provide for my family. And so what's really cool about the water project is they show you the community that you get to, the, that you're going to be helping and supporting and you get the updates to see what it is they're building. You get to see that project come to fruition. The generational impact that you're able to have by contributing to these projects is absolutely phenomenal. Now, if you're not in a position to help financially, that's okay. If you have the opportunity to rock a mic and talk about it, if you have the ability to share this project with somebody, then that would be my request is take just a moment to share this project with somebody. Now, if there's another project or purpose that's on your mind and you want to drop that link in the comments, we welcome it. Uh, there's 8 billion people to help in this world. That means there's a lot of opportunity for us to, to give back and help others. And I hope you join me in the cause of doing just that, uh, given that we have the luxury of listening to or providing a podcast in, in such form. So without further ado, Dr. Matthews, welcome to Vision Pros Live. Man, Jackson, thanks for having me, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I, I am too. I'm, I'm excited to have you. The freedom of the press, freedom of speech, the ability to know what's going on in the world, media, all of that. To me, that's right up there with the Water Project in terms of Thank importance. You. Thank and you for value. Water Project. So that's wonderful. Yes, sir. Um, absolutely. And uh, thank you for what you're doing for the, you know, educating people about media. Um, I want to, I want to ask you a little bit about your background. There's some accolades we talked about. Um, for instance, um, your, how you became a doctor, um, you know, and, and where that came from. In addition to, there was another title you were given. I don't remember the exact title. I don't remember if it was King or Prince or something similar, but um, walk us through a little bit about your media background and why, uh, you know, why you're turning heads. Okay. Well, how much time we got? Okay. Um, <laughs> I know. I gotta, we're going to get the highlights. Everybody can go to LinkedIn and watch the rest of the, of, okay, of what's going on with profile. I thought I wanted to be an architect. And I majored in architecture and it kicked my butt royally. And um, I knew I had to get out of there. I didn't know what to change my major to. And my sister said, well, you've always been interested in television and radio. And honestly, I said, well, isn't everybody? I, I honestly didn't think it was a major. And I changed majors and my grades shot up. I was, I felt like a big weight had been lifted off me. It was, it was like, it was my wheelhouse and I, I knew it. And I, was always involved in something, whether it be the newspaper, whether it be the TV shows, the news show we did, radio. I used to call games on the radio for the, for the football and basketball team. It was just fun to me. I enjoyed it. And I was fortunate. I did a lot of internships. And, and for those college students listening, I did not get paid for any of them. I did a lot of internships. You're right. And one of them was at WUSA-TV in Washington, D.C. Uh, some of you may have heard of it very famous news station. Well, my mentor, who he took me under his wing at the time, many of you, if you follow sports, you know him, James Brown, the sportscaster. He actually took me under his wing. And um, he actually, when I got out of college, he recommended me to get a job there. So I got a job there. My first job out of college was assistant director at the number one news station in Washington, D.C. So it was a, it was a big step. Wow. Then, 
then he he was moving up and he asked me, hey, would you like to interview for the network in New York? And I'm like, yeah. So I got, an, I, I, interviewed, I didn't get the first time I interviewed, but I interviewed the second time I got the position. I was a production assistant and research. So a lot of times when you see the announcers giving the sports stats during the game, yeah. Got it from us, <laughs> so that was us. We um, so I got to work alongside legends like Brent Musburger, Irv Cross, and those guys. That was a lot of fun back then. And I got out of television television for a while because I saw a side of it that I didn't like as well. And I got out of it, got more into the business sector. But no, no matter what I did, media kept calling me back in some way, shape, or form. So what happened was I actually decided to take advantage of some of those things. I did blog talk radio shows, interviewing people. I wrote a book. Um, then I did more shows, wrote another book. <laughs> and then someone asked me to host a show with them. Um, I did that. Next thing you know, I'm the executive producer of the show and the lead host of the show. And I said, you know what? It's time that I start doing some things on my own and to help other people. Because by that time, media had evolved a great deal from the time I had started. When I started, if you wanted to be on a radio or TV show, you had to hope someone found you interesting enough to give you two minutes of time. Now, media is literally, as you know, Jackson, it's at your fingertips. You know, you can, That's right. you can shoot a film with your iPhone. So it's, uh, it's yep. totally different now, but I noticed that a lot of business people still were not taking advantage of it. So I started composing the people because I was coaching people on business productivity. And I was telling some of my clients, start a podcast. That way your message stays out there while you do other things. But I realized they weren't doing it. So I said, you know, I had an epiphany. I said, my book was called Why Didn't You Get It Done? But I realized people don't want to get things done. People would rather have things done. So I developed a done-for-you type of program where I would do their podcast for them. All they needed to do was give me the raw content. Then I realized that they needed more than just podcasts. They needed other forms of media to really meet yeah reach their full audience. So I started producing more media for them. And in starting to do that, I was in, I was asked to come to a conference in Detroit back in 2019. And I met one of the gentlemen who had actually been a guest on the radio show that we hosted. And his name was Dr. Clyde Rivers. And I got to meet him for the first time. We hit it off great. Well, while I'm at this, uh, this event, they were giving people awards. The people knew they were getting the awards. But then they started announcing this leadership award. It was this distinguished leadership award. Uh -huh. The person they called for it was me. <laughs> I was totally surprised because the person next to me said, you didn't tell me you were getting one. I said, I didn't know. And then, <laughs> then they, they gave me another one later. And I'll be And he told me later, we, we sat down later. He told me, you need to do a press release. I put one together, but Jackson, I'll be honest, I didn't understand the magnitude of what was happening. So I didn't really push it. And I found out like a year later that that award is given to people all over the world. Um, the president of the Lions Club has received that award that I was given. I just didn't know these things at the time. Yeah. Well, later, Dr. Rivers came to the Washington, D.C. area. He and I sat down at his hotel and he said, I want you to write a book. And I said, well, I've written books before. OK. He said, I want you to write it on execution. I said, OK, I could do that. And he said, I want you to tie it to more of an international field, too, where people can understand about executing in business around the world. I said, okay. And he said, there may even be an honorary doctorate in it for you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And he, he said, he said, you don't know who you're talking to, do you? I said, I guess not. So I wrote the book 
I sent it to him and he said he's going to distribute it to different people. And I remember when we first you know, dealing with COVID in April 2020, I'm walking around my block getting some air and my phone dings. And it's a picture of a diploma, an honorary doctorate degree. Wow. That's it over my shoulder over here. Well, over here, over my shoulder. And I didn't realize until I saw the degree that he's a chancellor at a university in Africa. Mm. <laughs> He can, yeah, he can do honorary doctorates. <laughs> and then right after that, I got a ding on my phone and said he was naming me a world civility ambassador of an organization that he founded called I Change Nations, which pr promotes civility around the world. Wow. And he is, he's literally the voice of civility. Well, um, about a year later, he decided, well, he, he says he wants me to do a podcast and he wants me to do a podcast on civility. Well, he, he will give me guests to interview. And I'm like, great, you're going to give me a guest. That's easy. So we yeah. were supposed to have a planning call one day. And he says, Dr. Matthews, I have some, some good news for you. I said, okay, great. And he put me on hold for a second. He comes back and he said, yeah, I got some really exciting news. I said, you went from good to exciting. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> so what he said was he found out that he was going to be named a king in a region of Ghana. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to know a king? And he yeah. said, but that's not all. And he's, I said, what? He said, I want you to be one of my royal advisors. And I have to say, Jackson, I was just blown away. I was like, really? Wow. And, I, and it took me a while before I could even accept it and step into the fact that I am royalty. I am actually representing a king. And it, it was something that I, you know, I never dreamt. That, I dreamt that I would do great things, but never dreamt that I would be a king, and he 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 makes his life about honoring other people, and it then comes back to him. He was he was been, the man has been knighted and Guatemala because uh, all of the work he does in civility. I mean, so recently he mm -hmm. just nominated me, and I was approved. I just received the United States Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. So he's just he the man is phenomenal. He's put me in a position to where wow. I can do something. But see, the thing is, is that prior to all these things happening. I said a prayer and I asked God to put me in a position to make an impact in the world. And then this mm. is God's work. So that's how it came to be. I love that. Okay. I absolutely <laughs> love that. Those, those who are listening, you know, these, <clears throat> these accolades, you know, they, they represent a depth um, that exists there. And, and again, uh, we're going to dive in as close to as profound as possible to Dr. Matthew's vision for, uh, civility and media and how that works. There's, there's a quote that I saw on uh, on your LinkedIn where you said, world civility starts with how you communicate with others. And I love that. Um, you know, it's it's very important that, you know, you can see that. <clears throat> you can see how much tension and, and fighting exists in the world because yeah. of how uncivil we tend to be, whether it's yelling at, at Siri, um, you know, for not telling <laughs> it's the right time or whether it's, uh, you know, being mad in traffic um, at the person who cut us off um, yeah. or arguing with people about politics. Um, there's a lot of, of civil unrest that yes. is happening due to this communication challenge. Now, you also said on there, uh, drive your competitors crazy by using media to make it so your ideal clients will find you and pay you. Um, and I thought that, that was a really interesting quote as well. So we'll try to dive into both. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go put us back on track, though, for a minute. And <laughs> The, uh, the question that I have for you is, what's your vision for the people that you serve? My, my vision for the people I serve is to turn them into icons in their industry. 
And by that, I mean making people notice them for what they do and what they offer, what they bring to the table, how they serve the community, how they serve humanity. Some people do a lot of work, but there are so many more people they can reach if they tap into the full power of using media to do so. There's so many entities in media that people don't tap into. I always say one of the biggest paradigms that we've been taught that is wrong is to focus on one thing in media and then drill down on that. And I said, that's really presumptive, but because if you only focus on your podcast, let's say, that's saying that everybody that you can serve listens to podcasts. And we know that's not true. So we that's why I want to get people to focus on having a presence, not, not dominate, but just have a presence on other forms of media. So I want to get my the people I serve to do that, to have a presence there so that nobody can miss you. See, I love that. It's like a lion. A lion doesn't need to dominate. It just is. It just is. <laughs> you know, that's the difference in force and strength. Right? You when you got strength, that. you don't got to force it. Um, so I, I do love that. And I'll give an example in Jake Larson. <clears throat> Most people who hear this have no idea what that name is. But when I say Jake Larson was handpicked by the founder of YouTube to represent YouTube ads before the platform launched, then put on stage by Ryan Dice of Digital Marketer and mm -hmm. called the YouTube ad expert of the world. Nobody needs to really know very much more. Exactly. Um, right. That's there. There's a way that when, when we when we can become an icon, right, when yeah. we can learn the elements of that uh, to, again, lift up the foundation that we've laid, mm -hmm. not fake and pretend, you know, to be cool because I printed out my own degree um, and I put it on my wall. Right. That's different. Um, you know, there's there's layers to this this influence stuff that matter. Um, but we are going to focus on civility in a minute. I want to know for for you, what what's your vision for you? What do you see for yourself on the horizon? Oh boy, you, you don't know what that does. Okay, <laughs> for me, I, I really want to. I, I want to make a huge impact, and and I know this. It, it may sound weird, but I know you get it. I want to make an impact to where it's not about me. I want to make an impact to where I make a difference in this world, and other people can benefit. And I'm and I mean the world. Now I live in the US, but it's not about the US, it's about the world. There are so many people out there who just need a message, who just need to be touched, who just need someone to just say some kind words, or so, so someone to just give an opportunity. And I want to be a, a person that can do that. And like I said, it's not about me, I don't need accolades. I I just told you, I got enough. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need accolades. I don't need recognition. I never really even seek recognition. What I want is to see other people do what they're supposed to do and, and put in positions of strength where they can make a difference for other people so we can pay it forward. That's amazing. <clears throat> We're going to dive right into the next subject because it. I think it's alludes to the kind of the opposite approach of leadership. Um, you know, you've, you've been around leaders for, for a couple decades. What's mm -hmm. the worst leadership experience that you've ever had or experienced? Worst leadership? <laughs> I don't know how far back we can go, but I mean, even, probably when I was a kid playing football, the coaches were horrible. Um, mm -hmm. They were leading a bunch of children, and, I, and, it, and it had an impact because I still remember it. They were leading a bunch of children, and we didn't have the best record because they were not the best coaches and they didn't care. But when we had our banquet, they didn't even show up. 
They didn't wow. even show up. And, and I remember when I, I coached kids myself, I, always, I tell people, I always want to make sure I show up for them because that that had an impact on me. And yeah. it's one of those things that I always want to just make sure I show up for people. And so because I saw people not show up and the impact it had on other people. That is heartbreaking. Um, and to me, no longer for you, we get the silver lining of, of the blessing from realizing like, okay, I can make that impact on the flip side. Oh, yeah. It's still heartbreaking for me, for those coaches who probably never learned. Still, The misery that's associated with, with making decisions like that um, is just, it's unbearable sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the flip side. What's the best leadership experience you've ever had? Actually, one of uh, working with um, with this gentleman right now, I told you about who is the king. Um, he, he's an incredible leader because Dr. Rivers, right? Yeah, Dr. Rivers. He he leads because he honors other people, and I think that's an amazing way of leadership. He he he's. I mean, if you follow him, you'll see he's getting recognized almost weekly. The man is speaking at the UN. He's going all over the world, meeting with different people. And he never seeks it. He always spends his time honoring other people. And I said, that is an incredible form of leadership, but making sure that you're, you're putting, you're putting the light on someone else to make sure that people can see the greatness in them. And then all of a sudden it, it keeps coming back to him as well. So I think that is, that's probably the best form of leadership I've seen. I love that. Well, remind me of Dr. Rivers first name. Clyde. That's what I thought. Can you Google me? He does <laughs> Kingdom Congressional International Alliance, uh, Dr. Clyde Rivers. So that's awesome. That's it's always helpful to have, um, you know, more distant mentors. I don't remember who said that recently, but somebody talked about it was Scott Aaron. Um, he's got a, a show as well. Great podcast. But he talked about having distant mentors who you don't know. You don't necessarily even need to be in their circles. Yeah. But you, you happen to be in his circle, which is great. Yeah. But I'm not. And those who are listening aren't, but we can go look and see what he's up to. We can use that supplement, our news consumption, yeah. our media consumption by, by consuming what's Dr. Rivers up to and, and how does this relate to how I can show up in my life? So, and and it's, it's a great story, Jackson, because he was one of those kids when he was younger, he grew up in California. He was, he had a speech impediment was told he wasn't going to be much in life. He, is he said, he said, I rode the short bus to school because they thought I was less than others. Ended up, he discovered basketball, became a basketball star, ended up getting a scholarship to Utah. And that's where he found God. And he became a minister. And then he just spent the rest of his life serving other people. And now he's a king. <laughs> that's so cool. Isn't it? Uh, it is. It's amazing. All right. So let's put you on the hot seat. Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> Barrett, if this was the last chance you had ever to share a powerful lesson, uh, what can other visionaries learn from your experience? To, from learning from my experience, I would say that don't focus always on your, and I know this is going to go against a lot of people because I used to say this myself. I used to tell people to go for your passion. Whatever you're passionate about, that's what you should focus on. But I changed that because if, if we're talking about visionaries in business, you better focus on what's going to serve you best. What's actually going to make your business grow? Because I could be passionate about baking brownies, but if I'm not going to make money with it, 
then I can't always work my passion. That doesn't mean give up on your passion. I'm saying whatever you're going to do in life, make sure it's something that you can profit from, that you can help others with, but you can profit from. I've always loved media. So I get to work in my passion and turn it into a business. Everybody can't do that. If you can find something that you do well, that's what people are going to pay you for. They're going to pay you for what you do well. You can still take other time or take the resources you get from that and work your passion as well. Like I said, don't give up on your passion, but focus on the thing that's going to put you in position to do more things. That's the lesson I say. I love that. I'll sum that up this way. Dr. Matthews, you recommend that we combine our passion with our ability to serve others best. Yeah. Right. There's there's extreme power in that. I'm very much a big believer in, in being able to do that as well. Um, and the, the peace uh, that comes, uh, the happiness um, that gets to come from being able to do those two things um, mm -hmm. is, is phenomenal to be able to tap into visionaries. So if you're listening to this, you're probably already on that journey, too. Um, and this is validation um, for that path confirmation that, um, you know, you got a bright future ahead doing so. So with the, the remainder of our time, um, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about bringing civility into the media. Um, I've described my soapbox version of, of kind of what mm -hmm. I feel about that. I would love to know from you, what does that mean to you to bring civility into the media? What's going on? What can we be aware of? Sure. Well, yeah. First of all, yeah, everybody, you can see I'm, a, I'm an old man. I'm not, a, I'm not a kid anymore. So I've been around media for some time. And when I started in media, there was something in the United States, at least, called journalism. And journalism doesn't exist anymore in the US. It's more about sensationalism. Mm -hmm. um, and people are more anxious to get a story out than they are about proving that the story is correct. And they're more anxious about seeing whose lives they can put in the crosshairs than to think about, let's be compassionate about who this will affect. And what I wanna do is change that and bring about civility. Civility means in bring back journalism, first of all, to where there can be two sides to a story. There can be three sides to a story, but everyone deserves respect. It doesn't mean that because Jackson and I have two different viewpoints, two different perspectives, that one of us is right or wrong. It just means that they're different perspectives. And that's what journalism is about. It's about showing the, the, both perspectives. Like I said, there can be three sides. But then there's another side that just goes over all the facts. And it doesn't say one's right, one's wrong, but it can show you how each of us can see those perspectives. And that's what I want to bring back. Also, I want to bring back the fact that just because Jackson and I have different viewpoints doesn't mean we have to disagree with how each other lives their life. It doesn't mean that we have to trash one another. It doesn't mean we have to say negative things about one another. And it definitely doesn't mean that we have to use the media to do so. And this is something that happens all the time and it needs to stop. We really need to stop using the media to spread negativity. We need to stop using the, the media to push our agenda that hurts other people. We need to stop using the media to spread propaganda so we can control how people think about things. We need to let other let people decide how they want to think on their own as long as they are provided with the opportunity to get all of the data and all the facts that go into making those decisions. So what I want to do is just have everyone be civil in that in that mindset and think about, you know, how can I 
spread news and media? How can I spread my message? How can I share information without hurting someone, without hindering someone's thought process and giving everyone a fair shake and just being, being civil towards one another themselves? I love that. <clears throat> We're going to dive into a few of those principles um, of, of how we can go about that. Um, there's, a, there's a story I want to point out, I and mean, I know you've seen this many times in your life, this example. Uh -huh. uh, before we do, remind me to come back to um, using tactics uh -huh. versus principles. Okay. Um, two of them being one of the tactics that's taught in marketing is to stand against, right? Mm. Stand, stand against something. And I see a lot of people standing against someone yes. um, as their tactic. Um, and there's a big misdirection on that um, mm -hmm. that doesn't actually help you with long-term growth. But before we go into that, I'm going to pull up an image about the elephant and the blind men. Mm -hmm. Right. This, this particular story is about blind men touching different parts of an elephant. And you can see they say it's a fan. You know, mm -hmm. it's a spear. He's got the tusk. It's it's a tree right? hugging the leg. It's a wall. And then somebody else, it's a rope. Um, you know, right? they, they've all got a limited perspective yes. of what this object is or what this reality is. And none of them are wrong. Right. And they, you know, they're all partially right, kind of, in, yeah, in some yeah. aspect, you know. And civility is about learning to appreciate those perspectives, yes. not attack the other's point of views. Exactly. Um, uh, the, so I, I love what you stand for and, and how you're, you're helping people recognize that we don't have to be at a war of words. No. In fact, there's the opposite is true. Uh, we have an opportunity to create bond and, and relationships and success. Yeah. Um, greater, greater strides by abandoning the war. That's what I've done. I've, I've been in the war. One of the greatest quotes I heard, Jackson, was I heard someone say, if you have two people that agree on everything, one of them isn't necessary. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's cold hard mic drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, very good. So the you know, and there's so standing against people versus standing against perhaps a, a vice, right? Or standing against evil, um, right? Something that's inherently wrong. Um, you know, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the tactics? What are some of the tactics that people are utilizing right now that are ruining their opportunities? Well, yeah, because one of the tactics we use is to smear people, to, um, to smear and to pretty much launch a campaign against them. And the only way to do that successfully is media. So they're they're taking the social media to, to smear someone's name. They're taking to news outlets to smear someone's name. Unfortunately, this world, and especially in the United States, is so captivated by whatever is said in social media and on the news media that we'll believe anything. And there there doesn't have to be proof. There doesn't have to be evidence. And you know, as long as it's put out there, then it must be true. And so if they, if they said it, then I'm going to buy into it. And people use that. They use that because they will spread negativity. I, I, I saw a video today someone sent me that had um, Alexa was supposed to be saying that there's going to be a World War III starting this year. And it was 
in a voice that sounded like Alexa. I said, first of all, that's not Alexa. And Alexa would not know information like that. <laughs> but I, I, sent a, I sent an emoji back to the person just laughing. And I'm pretty sure they were wondering, well, why is he laughing? Because they, they thought to share this because they thought it meant something. And I'm like, it's just a, we just can't just believe everything that's put out there. Are there some people out there that will that have some evil minds that will actually want to start wars? Yes, there are. They're not going to put it on a, on social media. <laughs> and the thing is, it's just one of those things that we have to stop using the media to spread negativity because that's the biggest tactic that we're using. Because we see, this is the benefit and the the curse of it. I said earlier that media is at our fingertips. Well, that means it gives a lot of people an opportunity to spread negativity. It gives because they have that. That's one of the tactics that they have. They said, okay, let yeah. me take this and push this negative negativity out there and push it out there and see how much traction I can get. I, I told someone, I would hate being a kid these days because, you know, when, when I was young, if, if kids were going to bully one another, they would pick on you in the playground after school or whatever. Now you can have someone who you don't even know take to the media and start saying horrible things about you. And then they get other kids who you don't even know spreading horrible things about you. And it can go across the globe where you have the whole, it seems like the whole world saying negative things about you as a kid. I, that's, I, I couldn't understand, I can't understand the pressure some of these children are on. No, I can't either. Um, <clears throat> I'm in the middle of, of, I'm preparing to publish a book on a subject, actually. Um, I'd love to talk about, to you about it later because it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's going to have a global impact um, as it comes out. But by the way, you can come to my door anytime. You're stuck with me, by the way, just so you know. Uh, good. Well, I'm, I'm excited. It's as mutual. Um, so we've, uh, I got one more, one more slide to bring up. Uh, it's yeah, something sure. that, that, again, the business world, um, you may be able to attract the masses with mm -hmm. absolutism, like using extreme and exaggerating words. And mm. you'll, you'll have a hard time though, creating balanced harmony in your relationships. Um, mm. If you, if you make situations like an all or nothing is an example of that. Well, I've got a little chart here. I'd love to know your thoughts on that too. Dr. Matthews is uh you know, how, how is this um, affect? Am I wrong or am I right? Is how's this affecting the world when people are saying uh, things in their marketing? Like, you know, you'll, you'll have no doubt that this will work. Um, you know, this is unquestionably the best program you're ever going to find. Um, you know, this is, you know, our competitor has the worst track record ever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and our program is the best thing since sliced bread, like truly, you know, it's, it's absolutely the case. Um, you know, you're always going to be struggling if you do not work with us. Um, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're never going to get the results that you want unless you make this change today. Um, you know, the, the only way you'll ever win is if you adopt a program like this one, um, you know, and, and, you know, the, it, you know, if you want to build, uh, you if you want to work in a program that's no cost to you, this is the one, uh, What's going on with this? Why, why, well, why, why are these things good to say as a marketer? Because every marketer that I see, I shouldn't say every, but 99% are creating copy with these words as their, their driving force for influence. It is. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's force. And the worst part to me is when you start saying something about your competitor. Because it's that's all bloodslinging for a reason, right? 
Well, that 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 tells me you're scared of them. And I, I, I've I've said it time and time again. If 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 the, if you're that good, you don't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. You you don't you don't need to say anything about your competitor if you're that good, because your your work speaks for itself. Now, claiming you're the best, I mean, I I, I guess. Um, <laughs> but toxic. But, I'm just gonna say it. It's toxic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, to me, see, I don't have a problem with claiming you're the best, but when you say no doubt, or when you say words like um, without question, and see, you're you're basically telling everyone that you've actually had everyone look at this, and you haven't. Here's what I hear: you're saying that you're the best out of eight billion people you've never evaluated. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Here's the other side of that. Like, yeah, I look go at ahead. Someone like Muhammad Ali. Uh huh. Yeah. Saying, I'm the greatest. It, right. It, it actually helped him. <laughs> it actually helped him. Well, he won. He won. Huh? He, yeah. he won. I mean, he 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 was a winner. You know, good he put point. the work good in point. and was a champion. Good I point. I don't. I would say, as I, I'm I'm kind of famous, maybe infamous for saying that we as human beings we love to pretend we know the variables <laughs> right we, we think we've got the the full story and the full formula for, for what is it possible though that muhammad ali would have been even more effective and would have been an even better fighter if he knew that he was his best self and wasn't comparing himself against others is it possible I'm not saying is it probably yeah, no, I, I know what you i know where you're going with it it's possible it's right. definitely possible it's, uh, that, that's how i i look at those opportunities um, is you're, you're you know, right on the fact that you said that he was he was a winner because I also look at someone like Deion Sanders. Deion oh. Deion did a great job of marketing, but if you think about it, I don't know if you remember when he played, but Deion. Oh, man, I was like sucking on a binky when he was right, playing. right, right. <laughs> yeah, I can. Well, I I remember I was actually working at CBS when his rookie year, but I used at that time I didn't like him because of his bravado. But as I think about it, he never said, I'm the best. He never said, I'm the greatest. He said he was good. He said he was really good. But yeah. he also never put down another player. Right. And I, was, I I didn't come to appreciate it till later. I said, okay, yeah, he, he talks a lot of stuff. But like you said, he won. He backed it up. And everybody, then everyone else said, oh, he's the best I've ever seen. He didn't say it, but they did it. Then... Right. I, I saw an interview with him last year as he was coaching Colorado and another coach had said some things. You remember it was in the news. Another coach had said some things about him and they asked Dion about it. He said, how do I look saying that I'm a man of God and I'm going to sit here and trash another man. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into that. And I said, wow. And he said, he said, if you all remember, I never talked about other players. And I thought about it and I said, he's right. He didn't. <laughs> I mean, and you know, people, didn't like his bravado, but he never trashed other people. And that's like I said, with, with the thing that you just posted there, I I have a problem with putting down other people in their business because yes. what do they have to do with this? Right. I'm, I'm a protector in nature. I'm a healer and I'm a protector. And it doesn't matter if the person's in the room or not. Um, like there's it, it to me, it's, it's an unacceptable behavior. Um, and one that I have to learn to tone down a little bit and make room for people who do that so that I can 
have the ability to inspire and influence them to realize yeah, that it's petty. Yeah, right. Tom, Tom Petty's cool. Being Petty's not. Um, you know, there's a difference between the two. Now with Deion Sanders, I love the rocks quotes. One of my absolute favorites. Sure. Um, he said, some people don't like me. Some people don't have good taste. Um, you know, <laughs> that is one of my favorite burns for anybody who's going to roast somebody else. I love that. Oh, I love oh that. man, Dwayne Johnson. Got to love that guy. I love and that. That's great it, love. It highlights a reality too. It's a great inspiring way to help people realize too, though, that that every virtue has a vice that mirrors it, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes we get in the habit of, of confusing the two. Confidence is a virtue. And I'm a good looking dude. Mm -hmm. You're a good looking dude too, though. I don't, I don't have, you know, there's nobody listening to this. You could convince me is not a beautiful human being, mm -hmm. right? But if they hear me say that a lot of times they think, oh, he's arrogant. Oh, he's prideful. You know, uh -huh. Dion had a quote last year with another coach who was kind of bashful. He said, please don't allow my confidence to damage your insecurities. Yes, I heard that quote too. I yeah. love that. And I'm like, because it, it's true. The, the I love these as forward And say something negative about them is because you have an insecurity. Yep. What I've, and I, I didn't quite start learning the story of him taking over the team and you know, becoming the coach of the Colorado University that he's, he's coaching for and, mm -hmm. and like how he's made such an impact on these, these youth. Like it's going to be so yeah. cool when yeah, that story comes out. I love that though. As a it's gonna come out as a documentary. It's gonna be a movie. At some so, you're right. You're right. You know, and really, I can't wait for it because like, we get to he's, learn. He's trying to he's trying to mold young men. He says it's not necessarily about football. He's trying yeah. to mold young men, and that that's the, the that's the, the hard job. But but it's a but it's something that because someone I heard someone say to me, and I had to really think about. It. He said he may be a better coach than he was a football player, which is really saying something. <laughs> That's a good quote, too. Well, if you think about it, he went to Jackson State and never coached college before, led them to two championships. He comes to Colorado. They had only won one game the previous season. And that last year, what, they won five? And they oh, won like the there. first three of them. Never expected them to do – they expected them to win three all year. They won like five the whole year. So, And they probably have one of the best recruiting classes coming in now because all these kids want to go play for them now. Right. No, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be huge. Um, and you know that's that that's that principally driven mentality. Um, you know, and so we we our our opportunity visionaries like my my hope um, is one if this these concepts you know if you're kind of confused about it all the more reason to reach out to Dr. Bear Matthews. You know, all the more reason to be a student of the reality because it is these concepts that drove Jake Larson to become. The YouTube ad expert of the world it is these concepts that help Dr. Eric Berg go from 106,000 subscribers to over 10 million subscribers on YouTube. It is these concepts that have helped Michael Hyatt, T. Harvecker, yeah. Oprah, um, Joe, Ro Joe Rogan. Like everybody has their flaws. You can look at every single one of those individuals and find their flaws too. That's true. One of my favorite books is As a Man Thinketh. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen breaks down the concept that it is our virtues that create our growth and the goodness in our life It is our vices that hold mm -hmm. us back. And every person in this world has virtues and vices. Yeah. Yeah. When we gravitate towards the virtue. We win, but every single vice we have will always hold us back. It is always. not what drives the success of what we do. It is a hindrance to the yeah. success. And that book beautifully 
explains that uh, way back from 1840s, I believe the book comes from. Super easy, uh, not easy. It's a complicated book. You need a dictionary. Um, I did. I, I read it at 16 years old, though, thanks to my stepdad who invited me to read it and said, you got to read this book. And it was life changing for me. Wow. So, Dr. Matthews, I love what you do. I absolutely hope that you end up on the biggest stages um, so that more people can be inspired by this reality. Because if we could calm some of the, the noise down even further and teach, you know, help people, inspire people to get along and explore perspectives, the, the what would grow from that, the, the fruits of that. Mm -hmm. yeah, so a world I want my kids to live in. Okay, you know, that's for sure. There, I would, I would love to see a world where we can just treat each other right. To, to put it simply, that's it. So everybody who's listening in, uh, I'd invite you to to check out the landing page. Um, you know, there'll be action steps in there to see how you can get involved with what Dr. Matthews is up to. You can connect with him on LinkedIn as well. Um, <clears throat> if you have a vision that you'd like to share, um, please in the top right hand corner it says "Be Our Guest." Click on that button. Learn about coming in and and talk to me about what your vision is. If you are a leader with a, with an excellent attitude, it doesn't matter if you are, you know, Deion Sanders, um, you know, or you're the goat LeBron James, that, that's, that's the goat to me. Um, yeah. right. And, and it doesn't matter for them. You can be on my show, but LeBron, if you're listening, uh, Dion, <laughs> you know, like, like come rock the mic with me guys. I'll give him a call for you. <laughs> What's that? I'll give him a call for you. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, please do. That'd be awesome. All right. So, um, and then if you, if you like the show, if you've uh, gotten anything out of this, we ask that you subscribe, um, comment, let us know if there's things that you would love to see us improve, do that too. And if you have questions for us, you can always drop those in the comments. We will get back to you. Uh, we really enjoy this opportunity to, to share, um, you know, how to, how to really maximize and empower your visions because, um, again, that's what's going to drive more goodness into this world. So everybody have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your